0: Hello. Welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. We're at the final week of Shitty Superheroes Month. It's felt like longer than a month. It, it has. It has. It has. Yeah. Um, but, talk about ending it with a bang. Well, I mean, it's, it's the penultimate episode, but the next one's original versus remake. So, talking about ending the... Main episodes of a bang. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah? That was quite the sentence. Yeah, I (laughs) know. So this uh, past week, we've done a lot of research for this episode. And by research, I mean we've made our way through all the Superman films. Oh, my Lord, we have. Maybe Um, that's probably why it's felt so long. Maybe, maybe. Um, But... (sighs) I would rather watch this than any of the Superman films uh, anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, And that's not to say, you know, they're all terrible, they're not, but this is the most fun I've had watching a bad film in a while. We are, of course, talking about Supergirl from 1984.
1: Yes. Yes, so this stands out from the pack, doesn't it? Yeah. From the Superman pack. Uh, in more ways than one. Um, it's the only one not to start because it's, it's just weird. Like, why did they... Why was this, this even
0: made? Well, I'm sure we'll get into that in the trivia. Uh, directed by Swack, Swark. Uh, director of Bug, Jaws 2, Somewhere in Time, Enigma, Santa Claus the Movie, Herculean and Sherlock. And I know you're thinking, what is the plot of Herculean and Sherlock? Well... Two Hercule. thugs with a shipment of counterfeit money dognapped two dogs who have been trained to sniff out counterfeit money. Ah nice. I hate it when that happens. So it's Hercule
1: and Sherlock. Like Hercule Poirot, I'm assuming. Oh okay, well that makes so sense. So they're
0: giving, sense. like detective dogs. Of course. Um but yes, the sounds sounds amazing. Um look no, it doesn't it sounds awful. Being on a budget of thirty five million dollars and it only made $14.2 million at the box office. Yes. Which is shocking. This isn't long after uh, Mummy Dearest. And this is pretty much Mummy Dearest, but a superhero film. Okay, Mummy Dearest didn't make money. <laughs> well, Let's get something clear. Mummy Dearest did not make money. I think we can all agree that the $14.2 million is all from the gays.
1: Uh, no, they're all from very disappointed Superman fans. <laughs>
0: you were expecting a Superman film. (laughs) Wow. Getting into the trivia, Christopher Reeve bowed out just before filming began. He was slated to make a cameo as Superman, but was unavailable. The film still, of course, features a picture of Reeve in costume in a brief cameo. It's not really a cameo, it's just a picture of him. Yeah, it's just a picture. The opening credits cost almost $1 million to shoot. Did they? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> it was, did it cost a million for the other Superman? Because it's Maybe. Exactly the same as all the others. Well, it's not the same as Superman 3, or we have a compilation of people falling over. It's, it's not, we'll get into why it's slightly different. A film container, simply stating the words do not use, was discovered at Pinewood Studios in London. The negative inside contained missing footage that was later used to create the director's cut version of this film. Anchor Bay subsequently released this version on special edition DVD, limited to 50,000 copies. Uh, Warner Archive Collection, an offshoot label dedicated to manufactured on-demand releases, would let it release this as a bonus disc DVD for film's Blu-ray debut in 2018. Sadly, we just had the theatrical version. Yeah. 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 Which is still long enough, I hell. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have liked for it to be longer myself. But yeah, yeah, she enjoyed the photo. We get it. <laughs> the scene where Supergirl flies out of the lake was actually a photograph of Helen Slater pasted... <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't cut out. The way in a cardboard cutout can briefly be seen in the shot. Yes, it can. <laughs> yes. The original script had Supergirl trying to rescue Superman, who had fallen ill due to Selena's magic. Okay, that
1: would have been
0: good, yeah. I think. Brooke Shields was the first choice for the role of Supergirl, uh, but it was turned down because of her six-foot height. Okay. Well... I mean, I would have loved to have seen yeah, Brooke Shields I in mean... the role. Do,
1: you know, super strong female superheroes have to be
0: petite? They're not allowed to be six foot. Apparently. Okay. Dolly Parton was offered $7 million to take the role of Selina, but she turned it down claiming that she couldn't play a witch no matter how much money she was offered. Jane Fonda and Goldie Horn also turned the role down. Now, we all know Faye Dunaway is the best thing about this film. Yes. In this role. Yes. But Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, Goldiehorn. I
1: mean, that would have been amazing. What I would have liked to have seen, knowing that now, would have to be like a coven of witches. (laughs) Yes. And have all four of them.
0: Uh, um, Well, DC are playing around with their uh, universes and stuff, so there's still hope. I would have enjoyed that, really. The film was intended to be the first in a series. (laughs) The tagline is her first adventure. (laughs) And last. Yeah. Its like a box office success ended those plans. However, it is currently being rebooted. Okay, well, it's
1: had a TV series. So I get confused with It It has had a TV series. series. So it's had a TV series. Yeah, but they're, they're doing a new a film. A modern TV series.
0: John Travolta was approached to play Ethan. Okay. Yeah. Um, it worked. Yeah. yeah. The first
1: Super. Was he rough... Struggling in 84. Um, probably. Maybe. Was this before or after the
0: Saturday Night Fever sequel? Oh, God. Uh, Probably just after, yeah. The first ever superhero film to feature a woman in the lead. Yes. (laughs) I mean, great start. Um,
1: (laughs) uh, Let's get something clear. Gary keeps telling you how much he enjoyed this film. Not for the right reasons. (laughs) Let's get something very clear right here. I could imagine a lot of superhero Superman fans back in 1984 were thoroughly disappointed <laughs> in this Supergirl. Um, and what was the one next one after this uh, one? Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. No, no, um, female-fronted superhero film. Oh, God. Oh, it would have been Electra. Yes. No, the, uh, Catwoman. Catwoman? Yeah. It would have been Catwoman. How many years later? 20?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, Demi Moore... It says it all, really, <laughs> doesn't it? Demi Moore was slated to play Lucy Lane, but opted out at the last minute. Okay. Robert Wise turned down the offer to direct the film. Okay, he, he would have done something good Yeah. With it. On the car radio, the newsreader mentioned Superman went off to another galaxy. This was written due to Christopher Reeve refusing to make a cameo, of course, as I mentioned previously. Um, Superman going off to another galaxy was reused in Superman Returns. That piece of shit film. Which Superman returns to her five years after leaving Earth to go and find what is left of Krypton. So, technically, this was still canon at that point. Ye- yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
1: suppose
0: so. Faye Dunaway's behaviour towards the cast and crew <laughs> during the shoot annoyed Peter Cook in particular. And led to a complaint to the producers. Dunaway... <laughs> Was spoken to and told she was not irreplaceable and was close to being fired. This is not the first time Dunaway had upset fellow actors with a diva attitude. This wasn't her first time at a rodeo, as William Holden had physically threatened to slap her during the making of the tiring inferno ten years previously, when she supposedly kept holding up filming by constantly being late on set and making last minute demands. <laughs> what a queen! <laughs> what a queen! Um, Yeah, Faye Dunaway,
1: (laughs) bless her, she struggled during the, well, all of her career, (laughs) by all accounts, even from the get-go, she struggled to turn up to places on time, um, and was very well known to have been a a real diva, Um, making lots of changes to scripts, and arguing with producers and directors and getting on the... Um, I remember, famously, Betty Davis hated her, hated working with her. And this was towards the... I can't remember. The, it was a TV film they did together, I'm dying to watch. Um, but she was... Betty Davis was going around all the um, talk shows just saying, Faye Dunaway is pretty much a bitch, you
0: know. Which is ironic. I mean, considering obviously, a lot of people know Faye Dunaway for her role as Joan Crawford, who also had a feud with Betty Davis. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think this was before um, she took the role in Mummy Dearest. Um, but yeah, she got she
0: got on the wrong side of a lot of people. I would really like a Mummy Dearest style film. About Faye Dunaway. Yeah. That, that would be amazing. That would be good.
1: So I good. Mean, apparently it's lasted to this day. I mean, it wasn't... She sued recently for... Was she? Yeah, being really horrible to her assistants when she was in a play. No.
0: Yeah. Well, for this film, uh, we, we do stan her because she's given everything we fucking need.
1: Oh, yeah. As an actress, we stan her massively um, especially when she's playing a bitch <laughs> she knows yeah.
0: she knows how to do it clearly so getting into the film after losing a powerful orb Kara zor Superman's cousin comes to Earth to retrieve it and instead finds herself up against a wicked witch <gasps> we get opening credits in the style of the Superman movies but with clouds instead of stars and a score that is blatantly ripping off the main Superman theme yes
1: also, I found there was a lot of pink and purple. Yeah. Um, compared to the others, bisexual. Right? I wonder why. I wonder why.
0: This is this is a super gay film, by the way. Um, just just as a heads up. I and I mean, we could have done this for Pride Month. It's it's that gay. It, it's it's camp with a capital D A M P. And filled with queer coding. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 So the first line of dialogue in the film is. Hello to you. I hope you are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Kara zor cousin of Superman and uh els niece.
1: Yeah, so we get, we, we sort of, we're in space, the camera's in, camera's in space, and it pulls, it pulls into, it zooms into what I could only describe as a Christmas tree made of <laughs> see-through shower curtains... <laughs> looks so cheap the set design is, set design is awful <laughs> it looks so cheap and tacky and i'm like what the fuck is that what is that meant to be apparently it's meant to be a city or some sort of like whatever the fuck it is i thought it was a building or a city or something but it genuinely looks like it's made of old seafood shower curtains you remember those cheap ones i bought yeah um yeah. and regretted yeah, it looks but like like they
0: used for a murder scene.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was like two for, like, four pounds. Ridiculous.
0: So this is Argo City. This is Argo
1: City. And inside we're introduced to Kara, who's talking to Zoltan
0: about trees. Zoltan is a gay icon. Uh, well, do you know what? Most characters in this film are gay icons. Um... Zoltar is played by oh, Peter Oh Zoltar,
1: o- I said Zoltar. Zoltar. He's played by Peter character.
0: O'Toole, who is camping, deserving a better. Can the house down. Like, I mean From the moment he talks, he has given us so much energy. I thought he was gonna burst out the fucking scream. Yeah. Yeah. Um He's a bit weird. (laughs) I think it's worth explaining as well. If everyone's thinking, if if any Superman fans are listening, I'm thinking, well, how are they in in Krypton? Uh, You know, it it blew up. Well, this is an isolated Kryptonian community that survived the planet's destruction conveniently uh, by being transported into a pocket of transdimensional space, the Survival Zone, just for convenience for the script. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Zoltar explains that they live in the inner space rather than the outer space. This is very convenient because (laughs) Kara really should have learned all of these during her studies. And uh, we get a lot of exposition based purely on the fact that Kara just can't remember her studies. So (laughs) Zoltar has to go over it again. For it our could... convenience,
0: because she's just the film's lead character. She is a silly bitch throughout most of this. <laughs> I mean, but,
1: the, but the thing is, at the beginning,
0: it she's idiotic. <laughs> really, I don't know what's going on. Um, he shows her a unique and immensely powerful item known as the Omega Hadron. Omega Hadron. That's the one. Um, that's the
1: ball, isn't it? Yeah. I just called it a ball for the whole. <laughs>
0: He's borrowed it without the knowledge of the city government and it powers the city. Um, And at this point, I've got in my notes, the acting and dialogue is on the same level as the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, God. That's all I can think of. This is
1: absolutely Star Wars Holiday Special.
0: (laughs) You don't pause that a fucking dildo. Oh,
1: (laughs) darling.
0: It's some sort of fucking wand... But it looks and works like a dildo. It literally starts vibrating. Yeah. And going up and down. And And he says to Kara, he's like, put your fingers here, Kara, and press hard. (laughs) So
1: this dildo wand can, like, create things from nothing and, like, do a lot of stuff. It's, it's, it's hard. It's difficult because the ball is meant to be like the most powerful thing, but then this dildo wand is like doing loads <laughs> of incredible stuff as well. Um Kara using the dildo wand creates a large
0: dragonfly. That's what I did I put creature because I didn't know what the fuck or it a was. mosquito. It's uh, clearly made of paper. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: she's she's made this using the wand, so she's drawn the outline perfectly. Uh, Like, uh, you know, the Disney Channel, where they had to write the thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching the Disney Channel. You're watching the Disney Channel. She does that with a dragonfly, while Zartar is talking absolute shit. <laughs> like, seriously, it's so boring. Poor Mia yeah. Farrow. She plays Laura who's Kara's mother. I forgot she was in this. She, yeah, she was in this. I haven't even got her in my notes. <laughs> She's, she plays Kara's mother. And she comes out and she, like, oh, what are you what are you pair up to, and uh, he's just absolute shy. I didn't get any of it down. It was so boring. And this spoiler alert. This is the only scene Mia Farrow's in. I mean, nineteen eighty top build cast. Top build cast, of course. Um, she's I don't know. She looks too young to be Helen Slater's mother. Um, she, uh, it's hard to describe because she do not fucking do anything. She's, no. Her outfit is just white, like a white sheet. Her hair ain't doing much. She's not giving really any acting. She <laughs> just looks bored. She's like, oh, they paid me loads to be in. Let's just get this <laughs> over and done with. For uh, yeah, billing, yeah, great, thanks. Uh, and, um, yeah, that, that's it. So this large insect tears a hole. In a ve- the very plasticky city walls. So apparently it is plastic. It's like yeah. fucking cling film or something. And the this ball, this powerful ball, is sucked out of this hole. Jesus Christ. Excuse me. And into, well, I was going to say out of space, inner space. In space. Inner it's space. In, sp- it's in space. It's in space. In space. space. In sp- space. space. Some sort of space. <laughs> so it's there. Then, this, like, vacuum's created, isn't it? Yeah. And Kara gets sucked <laughs> into this hole. And the hole's not that big, but oh she's God. struggling to... What? <laughs> Have you not part. thought about how you're wood this? Sound... Well, it's a hole. It's a, hole. It's a tear. A tear Jesus sounds worse. Christ. Tear sounds worse. It's, it's a wound. Tear <laughs> definitely sounds worse. But she's, and then she's saved by Mia Farrow, Peter O'Toole, and some random actor who plays her dad. I've got absolutely no idea who he was. And they're absolutely fuming. <laughs> so Allura and Kyra's dad are absolutely fuming with Zoltar for, you know, taking the ball without permission. And now the ball's been like, I mean, Kyra's not in trouble. I don't know why not. She's fanning around with it. Uh, but Zoltar is in trouble. And this ball is the only thing that's keeping them all alive in the city. Mm-hmm. So they're essentially... It's, it's almost like they're going to run out of air. You know, because of it. So, oh, zaral zaral is Kyra's father. So they're absolutely fuming. No one else is. So there's extras in the background. Walking... <laughs> Behind them, walking <laughs> around them, completely oblivious to what just happened, even though it means certain death for them in, how many is it, like three days? Yeah. Something like that. Um, they're completely oblivious, but zor and Alura are fuming. Um, in a strange series of events... Um, it's a bizarre series. Bizarre of series of events. When I say strange, that's my word. <laughs> Kara then decides, without speaking to anyone, she then decides to get into some sort of space pod. And I'm assuming it's to retrieve the ball. Yeah. But I'm confused because her face isn't saying anything.
0: Yeah, her face doesn't say anything throughout the entire film. (laughs) It's,
1: but, yeah, it's not like she's, oh, it's... It's almost as if she's not aware
0: of what's going on,
1: <laughs> which makes her actions really weird. I mean, why <laughs> she doesn't look scared, she doesn't look excited, not- she doesn't look happy, she's just she just gets in the pod and then this pod fucks off. Uh Zoltar explains that he's now gonna banish himself to the Phantom Zone as a punishment. He's punishing himself because <laughs> No one else seems to care around them. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she goes it. to, she go, Kara goes to Earth. She, well, and... she does. It's like, um, the pure imagination sequence from, uh, Willy, Willy Wonka. Yeah. Um, she's just sort of travelling in space, not, her face still is not. Given anything <laughs> away, she's just yeah, uh, and um, <laughs> that's this, rude. What? <laughs> fucking it up. This beautiful girl, can't, poor Helen Slater. Beautiful girl, can't act <laughs> for shit. She looks like Olivia Newton-John. She's beautiful, but she can't <laughs> act for shit. Um, but then there's this like weird psychedelic shit going on around yeah. her, and she's again, she's not reacting to it. It's so. Shit. She still doesn't French. react
0: when she undergoes a transformation into Supergirl um, whilst landing. <laughs> On Earth, meanwhile, um, the Omega Hadron, uh, whatever the fuck it's called. Is re- the Ball. The ball. the ball. The Ball is recovered by Selina, uh, played, obviously, by uh, Slay Queen Faye Dunaway. A uh, power-hungry... Slay Hungry, Dunaway. Slay Dunaway. Uh, a power-hungry witch, a would-be witch who is often assisted by the blatant lesbian, Bianca, uh, and she's seeking to free herself from a relationship with gay, Nigel. gay um, Nigel. They're having a picnic on a tiger rug in the park, and the ball lands in their cheese sauce. I thought it was
1: hummus. I had it down as hummus. Okay, yeah, it like nacho's cheese sauce. It does sauce. Look like nacho's cheese sauce.
0: So, yeah, let's talk about this dynamic here. Um, I mean, Selena, again, is also clearly a lesbian. Who just uses men to get what she wants. Yeah, they're lounging by the river,
1: like a Renoir painting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She says, it's such a pretty world, I can't wait until it's all mine. (laughs) Okay, well, what what have you done so far about it?
0: and, And Gay Nigel is, as his name suggests... Extremely gay. He's, he's gay. And me and Chris put together.
1: I absolutely read the character of Nigel as a
0: homosexual. Yeah, like there's um, no denying this. Yeah. Well, he, they deny it. They try like, girl, to girl. deny it. But we all know the only reason he hangs around with Selena so much is because he wants to be her. Yes. Yeah.
1: So the, the space ball falls into the dip, whatever it is, hummus, cheese, nacho cheese. Um, and seemingly, Selena knows what it is straight away. <laughs> um, also, it becomes clean very quickly. Um, she explains to Nigel that she's outgrown him. <laughs> I've just outgrown you, Nigel.
0: These things happen. Um, to which Nigel replies <laughs> Go on, Gary, do it. You can't do this, Selena. Without me, you'd be still reading tea leaves at Lake Tahoe, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say very much, but um,
1: the the ball seemingly allows Selena to start the car without the keys. Because Nigel like, said, <laughs> "You're not going to go far without the keys, Ducky," <laughs> and uh, she uses this ball. I, I don't know why she knows what this ball is. She seems to know straight away. This <laughs> is just some shit that's fucking fallen. It, for, for all they knew, it was a fucking cricket ball that came at them from a I game. Waiting for this all this time, yeah. <laughs> Um, But she can start the car without it. The radio tells us that Superman is on a peace-seeking mission. (laughs) Billions of light-years away. Of course, conveniently. Um, Which I was very confused, because I was a bit like, peace with Earth? Like, how how has he heard this (laughs) news that um, billions of light-years away, a planet needs (laughs) help finding peace? Um, Anyway... Ah, uh, Kara then emerges from her pod, <laughs> which results in her for for a reason, completely unexplained reason, results in her rising from the river
0: <laughs> like Excalibur. Yeah. In no. Not like Excalibur. Costume. This was given me, absolutely given me. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Oh, uh, yeah. That's all I could Which think of. Which is based of, on, uh, Excalibur. on Excalibur. <laughs> but that, that is all I could think of. Yeah, and, and true. Yeah. As the trivia suggested... Which, by the
1: way, on a sm- smidge of a tangent, is one of the best trailers... Oh, of course ...for yes. a horror film of all time. Not one of the best films. Um, but that trailer was amazing. It is. It is.
0: I'm glad they tried to recreate it in this. Um, on oh, no, would be the other way around, wouldn't it? Leatherface would have copied this. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you can see it's a clearly a cardboard cutout. And also, yeah. the wire is so blatant. They haven't even attempted to cover it up. I just don't understand how she can travel from
1: inner space to outer space. And then to Earth. Seemingly for no apparent reason. Because she's not... this. She just got in the pod and the pod just went. Yeah. Um, but end of coming out of a lake <laughs> or a river or whatever it is
0: we're well, how bigger. do
1: you travel from outer space but end up emerging from <laughs> a lake I don't get it it's, but the, the thing is it's not even that cool of an image no. because it is cardboard <laughs> so you'd think it was just like oh nah cut that mate nah just let's let's not do that now well,
0: I mean, it gets even weirder because then she sniffs a flower and somehow this causes her to float around. And in a bizarre series of events, she flies around for a bit and then starts flying next to some horses.
1: Yeah. The yeah. whole thing's
0: pretty pointless.
1: Yeah. So I, she prances around a bit and she uses her laser eyes to bring the flower to bloom. <laughs> now, we'd watched the other Superman films before this one. Superman's laser eyes did not bring flowers (laughs) to bloom. It killed people. It created fires. And this fucking annoyed the shit out of me. At the moment, you get Supergirl. (laughs) Apparently, she can just bring flowers to bloom. That's her (laughs) talent. And it's like, oh, all load of shit. So, yeah, she flies around for a bit. Very boring. Um, Nigel sees her at one point though. Yeah. It doesn't. Gay Nigel sees her fly pads. Hello, ducky. <laughs> He's like, yes, queen, yeah. fly. And she's. Well, I've put a bunch of horses, Sealpus Girl. <laughs> because, because this is Supergirl, um, she thankfully doesn't wear her underwear on these. She ain't got a bra on the outside of her outfit. <laughs> But she does have to wear a skirt, though. Yes, obviously. Obviously. Obviously, she wears a skirt, even though it's probably massively impractical. (laughs) And when she is flying, these horses do have a quick look up and probably can look on a skirt. But, you know, it's the 80s and she's a woman bringing flowers to life and prancing
0: around in a little cheerleader skirt. But the boring flying um, doesn't go on for too long, and we are... Well, seemingly
1: it goes on for ages, because it's now sunset. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) technically... Yeah, in the film, film film-wise, it didn't take that long. But but...
0: for us, it's over quickly, and we're taken back to the more interesting side of the story, when Selena goes back to her evil lair and demands for Bianca to show her face. But did you not notice that when she was at the sunset,
1: so when she'd finished flying, she at the sunset... And we get a silhouette, and she's looking out onto the water, or whatever water it is. Um, But as if she's, like, thinking, you know, one Mm -hmm. you know, very, very cliche moment in films. And I'm just thinking, what is she thinking of? (laughs) Because she's literally shown no emotion regarding the fact that she is probably... Partly, half, 50-50, yeah. responsible for the death of everyone in her home city. But, and, and if she... If that city does, you know, end, if everybody mm-hmm. does die, she will be the only survivor, even though no one actually told her to be
0: the one that, to go and collect the yeah. ball. Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. That's a her whole film. She just has that look on her face where she looks like she's thinking constantly. Yeah. But it's never clear what about.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming she's worried about her home planet. It would be the first time. <laughs> but imagine you're me, a Pharaoh, Alura. Yeah. And you, you've, your daughter's playing with some dildo wand and <laughs> a ball and 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 whatnot and. She's managed to tear a hole in your city um, and this ball's gone and that is imminent death for everyone. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. You've just had to listen to Peter to talking shit for God knows <laughs> how fucking long. And she's created this. She's shown absolutely no remorse no. for it. She's not sad. She hasn't explained anything to you. You haven't spoken to her and you're there and you say, okay, we need to sort this, of, you know... Imminent death. Imminent death for everyone. And this bitch who's caused it gets <laughs> in a fucking pod and fucks off. Yeah. She fucks off. She's fine. <laughs> and we never know how Mia Farrow reacts because we never see her ever again. We, never, we don't see her again. People like, what the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> this, this, she's just fucking caused this
0: and she's just pissed off without a fucking word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but back at Selena's lair, Bianca informs her that they should start their own coven because they don't have enough money to pay the bills, and Selena shows her the ball. <laughs> she certainly does. <laughs> um, in a very bizarre series of events for a PG, um, Supergirl flies into what well, I thought at the time was Metropolis, but I don't think it is Metropolis, um, where two predatory truckers. Find her and try it on by feeling her up and saying pervy things. She blows one of them for offence. I I shit you not. She literally blows them. Not, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like that. The other gets a switchblade out. So she heats it up and sends him flying too before she flies off. What the fuck were they thinking, including this in a PG? It's so... It's so it's such a rapey scene. It it is. Well, that's that's the you know suggestion is that they were gonna rape her, and but they suggest that she's not the first person that no that sh- they've done it to like yeah. oh oh that one was difficult oh what
1: the fuck yeah don't tell anyone about this and then, like there was a comedy bit at the end yeah. like, oh don't tell anyone about this after they're beaten up by a girl like oh fuck off it it, it, it is it's it's i really seen this should have fucking cut. Yeah. Because, you know, just because this is Supergirl doesn't mean we have to have a sexual assault scene. Mm. You know, because they lock up a skirt. They touch her. Yeah. You know, inappropriately. It's like, is it really fucking necessary? We're now fucking Christopher Reeve having something like this. No. Why is it the fact that, you, you know, you've got a tried and tested formula. Superman, this is Supergirl. Do exactly the same thing but she's a girl. Yeah. You know? But she's super strong. But then there's this whole hilarious thing where it's, oh, we got beaten up by a girl and they have to include this sexual... Oh, fuck off.
0: Yeah, and I think this is one thing we've definitely noticed this month, um, discussing more female superhero films, is the fact that, you know, the rules always have to be different for them and, you know, it's, it's obviously... It has changed now. It has changed, but... The state of female superhero films between nineteen eighty four and two thousand and five, when Elektra was released, was dire. Yeah. Not only was there hardly any, but when there was, there was always something insulting in them. Always something. It, it was
1: always something. It just didn't sit well. Comparing the way men are, are, you know, are depicted in these films and the way women are. Okay, I made fun of the skirt. She wears a skirt. Women wear skirts. That's fine. It's, you know, if they want to give her a skirt to differentiate her to Superman. I mean, Superman has fucking undies out on on the Mm. outside of his costume. But there's just so many things that are so fucking insulting. It's literally, and, spoiler alert, the whole of this film is essentially around selena wanting supergirl's man a lot of a lot of this plot and the conflict between the two is about a bloke Mm -hmm. that's so fucking insulting yeah and then catwoman the fact that the whole film was based around sharon stone not (laughs) being able to yeah. not wanting to age mm-hmm. and about a fucking beauty cream that was gonna you know you wouldn't get that in a, a, a you know a male you know led superhero film you wouldn't get that because it's fucking stupid, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know come on, mate, oh yeah, I mean, I think if things didn't change the way they did. Recently with Joss Whedon, I think we may have even seen more of this, because he was attached to do uh, a Batwoman film, mm. a Batgirl film, whatever. Um, but literally throughout all of his, obviously he's recently been cancelled, because throughout all of his films, like he's done superhero films, all the female characters are either pushed to the side or sexualized in some way or another. Yeah. And he straight up told Gal Gadot he'd ruin her career. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, for example, in Justice League, in his version, there's a scene where a group of women have to fight a big CGI monster thing, and they're all taken down immediately, you know, no, no fight was put up whatsoever, but then in the Snyder version... It's a prolonged scene. I mean, you've seen it yourself. It goes yeah. on for ages and they all put up a fight. Yeah. And um, there's another scene where the Flash falls onto Wonder Woman's boobs and it's hilarious because you fall onto a pair of boobs. Mm. That's gone in the Snyder Cut. So, I mean, we're seeing progress and Joss Whedon's obviously the biggest example of that because he was this piece of shit still continuing this sort of thing that's going on in 1984, still going on today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good that we're seeing progress now. I mean, we watched Black Widow two weeks ago. No sexualizing whatsoever. No. In that film. She no. was treated as if any, any other superhero character would be treated. Yeah. And that's how it should be. And it's so... And this is what we want to see.
1: We want to see them treated the same. But as a woman, it means so much more. Yeah. Because of the history there. You know, the MCU, as far as I'm concerned, hasn't been great when it comes to... Representation of women. What, look?
0: who was in charge?
1: Yeah. And it's... I've really found it, and and I'm glad we've chosen the films that we've chosen this month, Mm. because I feel like we've really seen it. Yeah. And there's still a far way to go. There's still a way to go. Mm -hmm. But looking back on these female representations in these superhero films, it's abysmal. Yeah. Or completely non-existent. Yeah, you know, um, what was quite refreshing was to see um, Margot Kidder's portrayal of Lois Lane. Yeah. You know, in Superman one and two. In what, Yeah, one and two. Yeah,
0: but then that's that's a good comparison. Because then when it gets to three and four, someone different came on board, and again she was just a stupid, dumb character. Yeah. They they made her out to be so stupid. They did. That's not who the character is. No,
1: no, and it, it never has been. God, we looked at it in the bloody 1950s and she was a strong, you know, she was kicking ass. Yeah. You know, there's no excuse for it because as far as I'm concerned, in the the comics, I mean, the representation, probably not 100%, but it's been much better than it has appeared on film. Yeah. And I'm sure we could, you know, dedicate a whole episode to talking about... Female representation in superhero films. But I, I just, it, we've come a long way. Yeah. And we, and we can sit here and, and, and enjoy this film as a, as a camp old time. Yeah. But there is certain aspects that don't sit particularly yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But moving on, Selena's having a big gay costume party um, to the tune of. What is Love by Howard Jones? Yeah. The first of two Howard Jones films to make it film to make it into this film. Um, I'm confused because you just described
1: it as a costume party, and there is of course a white woman there dressed up as a, of a Native American. Yes. Um, but I didn't see anyone else dressed up. <laughs> um, Selena is dressed in um, traditional Chinese clothes. Yeah,
0: two. it's it it does a little like uh, cultural appropriation. Two, party. Well, that's
1: but that but no one else is like dressed up in costume. No. So you have two people there, who are. Seemingly not at a costume party <laughs> because <laughs> no one else is in co in a costume. So it's not Halloween or anything like that. So they've decided that their best dress. Is. Native American or Chinese, these two white women. Yeah. Okay.
0: Selena informs... Just
1: saying, you you know, so I understand that this is what they've gone for.
0: Yeah. Selena informs gay Nigel that she's planning on world domination, and he tells her he has a blue and red secret. Oh, dear. She got that checked out. he's, uh,
1: (laughs) He's seemingly quite forgiving. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, considering he was like, "You're nothing without me." Fuck you.
0: Yeah, she tells him that she has a secret too. She has the power. She then lights a cigarette with her nail. Yes. And he says, "I have in my time seen a great number of things, even more impressive than a human cigarette, c- cigarette, cigarette, cigarette lighter, dear lady." <laughs> And then he goes and talks to some blonde girl with a high-pitched voice who tells him that she was put on this earth to throw millions. And he says, then well, stick with me, honey.
1: Yeah. I got, uh, Nigel gives a weird speech to a random blonde ditzy party guest who wants to be famous. Um, <coughs> Selena then decides to turn this <laughs> ditzy blonde party guest upside down. Well, no, she makes
0: her swallow a scorpion first. Does she? Yeah. She's drinking, this girl, and she does a little spell thing and then she swallows a scorpion. And then that's when she turns her upside down and spins around in circles.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this lady, she's wearing a dress. So we can see her um, frilly knickers on display. as she's
0: upside down spinning around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Selina kicks Nigel out and tells him never to come slithering back. And he warns her not to be so short-sighted. Yeah. Then Carol
1: wakes up in a forest next to a rabbit. <laughs> her makeup and hair still intact.
0: So, looking, looking gorgeous. Yeah, and then she goes and spies on some kids playing baseball.
1: Yeah, so she watches a baseball game from afar. And it's at a girl's school. She then does... Um, the, the Superman trick of changing her clothes as she's walking. And a wig. And a wig. Um, so she changes into the school uniform of the school that's playing baseball. And uh, she goes up into the school. Now she's, I don't know why she's understanding what all of this is or how <laughs> all of this works. Because on one hand she's she's like, what's a tree at the beginning of the film? <laughs> And then, like, she's well aware of, you know, having to go to the principal's office so she can get into the school. And she's well aware of what the clothes are and it's a uniform and it's very confusing. But then later on in the film, she's like, what's a horse? <laughs> Even though she's seen some horses earlier in the film. So it's very confusing as to what she understands of Earth and what she doesn't understand of Earth. Anyway, she goes up some stairs <laughs> And uh, oh, I forgot to write it down, but these two girls pass her, don't they? Wait, I
0: think that's a little later on.
1: No, this is this is in the school. Is it? Yeah. She goes, she's on her way to the principal's office, okay. and the two girls pass her on the stairs. And they say something like, oh, another new girl. <laughs> why are why all these new girls so, um? I want to say rotten, or... <laughs> Oh, I can't remember the word. But essentially calling her a dog. She's, like, walking up, like... Saying she's, like, ugly. And she's, like, walking up the
0: stairs. Yeah, she enrols at the school. Um,
1: She pretends that her name is Linda Lee. Yeah. Um, Turns out Nigel is a teacher at the school. And he's having a tough time, isn't he? He is. So he distracts the principal whilst... Linda Lee. Now, I call her Linda Lee now, not Supergirl. Yeah, changes when she's when she's, a, when she's a brunette, she's Linda Lee. So she's a brunette now. And um, she types very fast a letter from her cousin, Clark
0: Kent. She doesn't really try and hide his identity, does she? She pronounces herself to everybody as the cousin of Supergirl. But then when she Superman. puts her wig on, that's oh, Superman, and when she puts her wig on, she's the cousin of Clark Kent. That's very risky. Yeah. Like, I mean, technically, spoiler alert, the the guy she gets with by the end, he technically knows who Superman is now. Yeah. Also, how does she know who Superman is? <laughs> I know, how does she know he's Clark Kent? Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: has he been sending letters? Like, what is going on here?
0: Yeah, gay, gay Nigel works at the school. He's being terrorised by homophobic kids. Yes, <laughs> yes. He, he, he cannot They're stand kids. Glued.
1: Yeah, he, they've super glued his um, desk drawer closed.
0: Yeah, and the depressing principal comes back after sorting that out and tells uh, Linda Lee not to expect to be treated any differently because she's an orphan and we're all alone on this miserable planet. <laughs> he is so depressing for he's his hilarious. entire film. Every time he shows up, he's like, I fucking hate kids. And also... I understand for the
1: um, story, she has to call herself an orphan. But she didn't really seem that sad. No. Because
0: potentially she will be an orphan very quickly. Everyone's having a camp old 80s time uh, in the dorm room. Someone's even doing aerobics. Yeah.
1: In her undies. (laughs) In her her underwear doing aerobics.
0: When the principal walks through and ruins all the fun. uh, Linda befriends closeted lesbian Lucy Lane the younger sister of Lois Lane, conveniently, who happens to be studying there and they're told to be roommates. Now, come on. This isn't an accident. This, this, this had to be, there had to be some queer coding involved here. I mean, you know, Clark Kent and Lois Lane, tell anyone that, you know, whether they know Superman or not, they, they know what's going on there. Mm. To put a never Kent with Elaine um, and have them dressed the way they are as well, you know? Yeah, she's got
1: uh, a sidewoods baseball cap on. She? Yeah. Which for 1984 screams lesbian. Yeah. Um, she's also got a lot of men pictures uh, pictures of men all over her room. It's almost like she's trying to
0: convince
1: she's, people. <laughs> I feel like she's um, trying to cover her tracks. Yeah. A little she... bit
0: and every given opportunity like, oh yeah that honk Superman oh oh Jimmy Olsen oh I'd have a bit of that oh and it's like um, yeah who are you kidding man? yeah <laughs> and,
1: and obviously it's 1984 and we, we don't get queer characters yeah. in the mainstream cinema so um, she is the love interest of Jimmy Olsen for the rest yes, of the film. Of course.
0: Which is really creepy. Um, uh, do
1: not get me started on the ages in this film. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that.
0: They establish that Clark and Lois work together before Linda finds and strokes a Superman poster in the dorm room. Uh, Lucy says she knows that honk personally and she'll introduce him one day. Yeah, I think she's overcompensating. <laughs> yeah, she absolutely. definitely is. And uh, I think...
1: Uh, I think she's annoyed that she's getting a roommate because she can't have late night um, shenanigans. So she's forced to go on a date with Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, speaking of lesbians, Selena and Bianca drive up to the school where they both uh, spy on a hunky groundskeeper called Ethan uh, who saw him into a tree.
1: Yes, yeah. So they happen to be driving past the school. Um, I don't think they were driving to the school they I just don't know to be because going they stopped there they and then they spotted him after but they stopped because there's a truck in their way I think oh, Okay. and then they see this topless fella Ethan he's cutting a tree and he catches Bianca's eye Selena, doing some tarot reading from the back <laughs> of the car <laughs> believes that um, believes that the world should fall in love with her <laughs> and this should be her way of taking over the world the world shall fall in love with her, and she decides that the first person shall be Ethan, much to Bianca's annoyance. <laughs> um, again, I, I'm not sure about yeah. Images. Let's
0: let's face it. Bianca's not annoyed about not being able to get Ethan is she? No, she's she's annoyed about <laughs> Selena. <laughs> Everyone laughs at uh, Linda because she gets a question right in class and Lucy tells her not to show it off because no one will like her if she's smart.
1: Yeah, so,
0: yeah, Linda... It, t- it basically tends to Carrie at this point. It does.
1: Because <laughs> Linda has a weird moment where she senses the ball that she's looking for that will save her family's mm-hmm. life. Yeah. She senses it's close because she, she, she has a bracelet, doesn't she, yeah. that sort of goes off. Um. whenever the ball is close. So she senses this and she looks through the wall and she sees Selena and Bianca's car. So she then gets up to leave the room to go and fetch it. But apparently Nigel, the teacher, is able to stop her because he said, well, "What are you looking at? Where Where do you think you're going?" Yeah, and I'm just thinking, okay, this bitch has just landed on the planet. <laughs> there is an item very close, and she can see where it is, very close to her, mm-hmm. that will save her family's life. And this maths teacher, who she don't fucking know from anyone, <laughs> she ain't. You know, she ain't got no. She, She's not looking for an education no. on her. She's looking to save her home planet. But he, just him turning round and saying, uh, where do you think you're going? You'll need, like, you'll need a fucking hall pass. Like, she's, she's Supergirl. And the fact that she ain't got a hall pass is going to stop her from saving her fucking home city. Like, fucking hell, mate. He condescendingly asks her a very tricky question. A maths equation that's in the billions. She gets it spot on. But because boys and other girls don't like intelligent women... No. um, She needs to keep that
0: shit to herself. (laughs) Yeah. After this, uh, the Bullies try hitting Lucy with a ball during field hockey. But Linda protects her. Yeah, no one questions this. because Because they
1: they literally (laughs) smack the ball so hard... It crumbles, like, explodes <laughs> in like <laughs> into dust from um, Linda's back. Yeah. And no-one questions it. No-one questions the fact that she probably should have, like, a broken shoulder blade. Yeah. Um, she's not even bruised or anything. Uh,
0: the bullying antics continue after this. A really weird shower scene. <laughs> Again, this is just
1: another way that women are treated differently in film because you would never have a weird, pointless locker room scene mm-hmm. in a Superman film. So the bullies plan to set the post-match showers to a dangerously hot level. But Linda senses that that's what they're trying to do and she makes it backfire. So she makes it go hot and then yeah. she it, it sprays on the bullies instead. But what we have before this is a lot of kind of strange camera angles where obviously they're in the shower and they're having conversations and the bully girls are spying on them and it's very much like Porky's. Yeah. Except Porky shows it all um but it just it was just weird mm. I mean, it was a bit weird you just wouldn't get this scene and no. they're adolescent girls this is a middle school yeah like these are teenagers why have you got this scene going and a lot of them look like teenagers yeah it's which is weird for a film from the 80s but a lot of them look like teenagers and i was just like what the fuck why the fuck is this in the film yeah. who is
0: this for
1: who is this for yeah it's so pointless
0: in the next scene, Lucy uh, reveals Jimmy Olsen is coming up from Metropolis so they can go on a date with her. Uh, so he can go on a date with her. And uh, she asks Linda to join them and says she'll see if Jimmy could bring a friend for her. Um, Jimmy Olsen is returning character from the Superman films. the only returning character in this with, by the same actor, played by the same actor. Jimmy Olsen also gives old man looking like younger guy vibes. Yes. And what's weird
1: is that this is a middle school. Yeah. So I don't... I'm not 100% sure how this all works. But middle school, I'm assuming, means the girls are 15? Maybe 16? Yep. Um, Where does she meet him? Jimmy Where Wilson the fuck does she meet him? time job. Yeah. So he must be in, like, what is mid-twenties but easily he, he looks older yeah which is just really weird
0: but he, he where did she meet him yeah like it doesn't make any sense yeah um yeah It it's it's fucking weird Maybe also um uh, could I uh just raise the tagline for this film by the way oh, the other tagline is not it's her first movie oh uh, it is danger adventure first kiss what's a supergirl to do Give me a fucking break. Are you serious? <laughs> it... <sighs> Why is a
1: first kiss important? Because this was 1984 and teen movies were at their height, Yeah. They? So what they've tried to sell this as is like a teen romance featuring a superhero. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to market it as. Yeah.
0: It's it's not the case. It's the romance not, is such no, a small part not. of the film. Um, Ethan goes to Selena's lair to begin the best sequence of events in the film. And she introduces herself as Madame Selena. She then drugs... She drugs Ethan with a love potion, which will make him fall in love with the first person he sees for a day. She technically date-rapes him.
1: Yeah. So the idea is that he goes into some sort of you know,
0: he sleep. Um slight coma. Yeah. After and asking what kind of plants she's gonna grow in this dump. <laughs> yeah.
1: She yeah, says he was quite rude about that, wasn't he? <laughs>
0: and she says, Shade plants <laughs> So the
1: idea is that he will wake up and the first person he sees he will fall
0: in love with but just for a day. Yeah. Yeah? Mm hmm. Okay. But that's because she just needs to get him on her side. Yes. She needs a bit of muscle. Let's face it. Uh, they toast to planting seeds together. No, because they can't have two women fighting over no, anything exactly. but a man. They plant two. They they toast the to planting seeds together, and he passes out. In a bizarre series of events. In the best scene. The event, library opens. The library is open. Gay Nigel shows up, and Bianca opens the door, cigarette in hand, of course. Oh, hi, Nigel. It's you. Nice suit. Subtle. And start smoking a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) He then tells her he wants to see Selena. So she flicks the cigarette at him. (laughs) And he says he wants to make a very serious proposal. To to which Selena says, in that outfit... (laughs) Gay Nigel reveals it's a leisure outfit that he's wearing to let his hair down whilst he has some time off from work. Away from the little beasts. Beasts? How
1: dare you? Do you know what energy this scene was giving me? (laughs) They're marigolds. They're (laughs) marigolds. If you you swapped marigolds for a leisure suit, it's a leisure suit. (laughs) It's absolutely giving me that energy. From which film? people know what we're talking the about The Gay Deceivers so the very famous clip online of a film that no one's seen because it's fucking impossible <laughs> to get hold of and I'm absolutely desperate probably to see for it probably for the right reason. if anybody wants to send me a copy just DM me I'll give you my address um, The Gay Deceivers and it's the scene where the woman and the man argue over whether it's marigolds
0: or peonies <laughs> yes Ethan regains consciousness in Selena's absence and wanders out into the streets. Gay Nigel tells Bianca and Selena that they are girls playing with fire. (laughs) To which Selena says, Because we own the matches, I of all people know a hustle when I hear one. Goodbye, Nigel. Bianca says, It was nice talking to you, Nigel. (laughs) Selena says, No, it wasn't. (laughs)
1: Okay. Just so everyone knows, (laughs) Gary's impression of Faye Dunaway in this film is just an impression of Faye Dunaway in Mummy Dearest. But
0: that's what she's doing! This
1: is what she's doing. This is what she's doing.
0: She's playing a ginger version of Joan Crawford. Bianca,
1: please. (laughs) Please, Bianca.
0: Nigel puts his foot in the door and Selena is fuming. She says, I would have advice, Nigel. If I had your skin problems, I'd stop bothering people, put a bag over my head, and go live under a bridge. And she kicks his foot away from the door. To which he says, There's nothing wrong with my skin.
1: But then he catches his reflection and he's got spots all over his face. To which his response is, That bitch.
0: Everything we've just told you actually happens in this film. We it are not- happens. We're not exaggerating. It's this actually happens in this film. And it's camp. This is a film made for gay people. I don't care it what is. anyone says. It is so camp. Like, I mean, in your face. You can't avoid a camp. It's ridiculous. So Ethan's fucked off. <laughs> Selena and Bianca can't find him. To which Selena keeps saying, where is he? <laughs> She just keeps repeating it whilst walking around the hideout.
1: She blames it on someone called Christina for some reason. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Um, But he appears in the mirror briefly, but they don't know why he appears in the mirror. They then go to fetch the magic ball to get him back up on the screen. And this magic ball's growing for some reason. I really don't understand this part. Well, my faith. She's put the ball inside some sort of dragon ornament. And this dragon <laughs> ornament is. She calls it a box. She calls a it box. a box. It's not a box. It's not a fucking box. <laughs> Boxes are fucking
0: cube or cuboid. It's not a fucking box. Yeah. Um. My favourite thing about this scene is how the vision she has of Ethan walking around the streets. Is all through the cameraman's lens. Of course. <laughs> of course. Linda's having a stroll. Um, when two... When two girls walk past... Two ladies, should I say, walk past her gossiping. And this, one of them says, I told her to take him for every cent. Clean him out. What <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand... <laughs>
1: Camp, it's just so fucking camp. You wouldn't get that sort of dialogue in, <laughs> in other films. What I don't understand is, is Ethan walking around with his eyes closed? Because he's passed like, a dozen old men. He's past so many people. He's walking down the middle of the fucking road. A busy street... And he hasn't fallen in love with a single fucking person. Is he walking with his eyes closed? And if he is, why? Except for... Because most of the people he's crossed have been men. Yeah. But apart from the fact that obviously he's going to fall in love with Supergirl. (laughs) Because the plot's very predictable. Apart from that, is there any reason why he would be walking down the road
0: (laughs) with his fucking eyes closed? I think not. Jimmy Olsen and Lucy's weird date is in full swing whilst the diner's playing a new song by Howard Jones. Yes. Uh, they notice Linda walking by and Jimmy is so confused by the fact that she's supposed to be Clark Kent's cousin. I don't know why, it's not really that <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Lucy invites Linda to Eddie's all night party. Oh we never got to see Eddie's all night party, did we? Didn't know. No. a no. uh, question, why is Linda in her uniform? I have no idea. Um but he <laughs> Lucy spots uh, Ethan walking in the road And she's like Get the fuck out of the road you twat She actually calls him a dingleberry <laughs> <laughs> To which obviously to great hilarity Linda says What's a dingleberry? Oh god Jimmy reckons Ethan will get creamed If he continues uh,
1: Linda definitely gives um, Oh my god Kathy Hilton energy Yeah What's
0: What's a horse? Who's hunky-dory? <laughs> Selena uses her newfound powers to animate a construction vehicle to retrieve a skid Ethan. Sheer a skid Shear Loader. Skid Shear Loader, I Googled it. <laughs> she gets it to uh, retrieve Ethan, um, causing chaos, of course, as it does so. Oh, yeah,
1: absolute hilarity. Chaos ensues, a wedding's ruined. <laughs>
0: Lucy uh, steps up, becomes a bit of a slay queen at this point. She tries stopping it. She does, actually, she takes control of the situation. Whilst Jimmy. Well, she fucking stands in front of it taking photos i know yeah and then she eventually faints well she knocks her head she hits her head and she passes out uh, what does linda do
1: next linda oh my god so linda sees what's going to pandemonium <laughs> that's ensuing so she goes she runs to the bathroom <laughs> she runs to the bathroom to change into supergirl outfit She knocks into a woman on the way. Then she says, sorry, I'm in a rush. Then the woman replies, I know the feeling. (laughs) Which I'm assuming is a reference to potentially having Code Brown. Did you get that? Oh, obviously, yeah.
0: yeah. She's just had a massive shit in those toilets. Yeah, yeah. she's had a desperate... Why the fuck was this necessary?
1: Oh, I know the feeling.
0: Why was that necessary? I've just had a... Violent diarrhea myself. <laughs> um, yeah, after she gets rid of the smile, Supergirl rescues Ethan, changes back to Linda, and he immediately falls in love with her instead of Selena, and forces a kiss on her unsurprisingly. Uh, Selena and Bianca watch in shock, and Bianca says, Is that a storm dragon? And Selena says, A supergirl. Don't! Don't look at her!
1: um, I've got a question. I've got a little Kathy Hilton question myself. (laughs) Uh, What's a storm dragon? I have no idea what a storm dragon is. storm dragon. I'm Googling it as we speak. Does it come
0: up with, did you mean Helen Slater?
1: (laughs) Helen Slater. (laughs) Uh, No. What is a storm dragon? A storm dragon is a hybrid dragon of the lightning and cold elements. Okay. From Vale. I don't think she's... I have absolutely no idea. I think Bianca's trying to call her a
0: dog, basically. Storm dragon. Um, Selena and Bianca have a girly gossip about Linda. Uh, Selena thinks gay Nigel put her up to it. Yeah. <laughs> and tries casting a spell to destroy Linda, but it just ends up blowing a hole in her wall. They just Excuse me. They just keep calling her the wimpy girl. <laughs> they refer to her as the wimpy girl. <laughs> she she then basically conjures up the, the evil dead um, camera. Which is it? Is literally she just sends wind after her, and not it's the type that the woman had in the toilet. I, th-
1: I think potentially, the budget, yeah. plays into this one, because she casts a spell for shadow. She keeps going on about this fucking shadow <laughs> shit. Um, to find and destroy her, um, Bianca's. Oh, she's just a teenager, um, and Bianca uh, and Selena should focus on the flying girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Linda returns to the dorms and starts (laughs) to practice kissing in the mirror with herself. (laughs) I'm not making this up. (laughs) And then, so this strong storm starts brewing outside and Linda turns into Supergirl to deal with it. I don't know why. It's just a storm at this point. Yeah. She fights some seemingly invisible entity... As Selena and Bianca give a running commentary for us. Because <laughs> they're watching on their mirror TV. <laughs> <laughs> Cameraman's angle. Supergirl then uses an electrified lamppost <laughs> to defeat the monster. So this is invisible monster. Yeah. So she can see the monster. Mm-hmm. She gets the lightning bolt to electrify a lamppost. Yeah. And then, like, stabs it with it like it's fucking the end of Suspiria. <laughs> Um, and then we see the monster, but I'm assuming... Briefly. The monster, briefly, because of budget constraints. Um, Selena is fuming and says, Send a man to do a woman's job and look what you get. <laughs>
0: Don't fuck with me, fellas. <laughs> um, in Bizarre Series of Events, because that uh, that wasn't bizarre enough... <laughs> She goes back into the dormitory, dressed as Supergirl. The pisshead doorwoman, door woman, who is absolutely off her fucking face. I could smile her breath through the fucking screen. Yeah. Notices Supergirl walk in, but immediately recognises her as Linda.
1: Yes. Like...
0: Yeah, like straight wasn't away. wasn't fooled for like a second. no one else does. <laughs> because she's... Because she notices that she's like, you're fucking kidding me coming in here, you fucking cunt. Coming in here at uh, this time of night, dressed like that. She's like, that fucking shit costume. Who the fuck do you think you are? And she mouths off at her for about five minutes. And she is absolutely reading her costume to filth. And then she's got a drink in her hand the entire time. And then she just goes and sits down and watches TV. She <laughs> does. I really don't know what this scene was for. <laughs> But the thing is, Supergirl isn't like, oh, shit, she knows my identity. She's like, yeah, all right. She's like,
1: sorry, ma'am.
0: <laughs> well, who's going to believe the old drunk bitch?
1: Um, Selena's box is getting bigger and ugly,
0: <laughs> Um, I thought the, fi- the bracelet thing, I thought was a ring. So I've got in my notes, Linda's ring is somehow connected to Selena's <laughs> box. And that leads to Linda finding Selena's hideout. Yeah, so it sends her to the
1: fairground... And uh, the the ball's going crazy at this point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the uh, Bianca and Selena see her on the the Mirror TV. Says it's the wimp again, and she's <laughs> trespassing. <laughs> Ethan follows Linda with flowers and chocolates. Yeah. Uh, he tries to lift her, but he can't.
0: Yeah, she tries to tell him to fuck off. Yeah,
1: they get into a walter car. And uh, to have a heart to heart, don't they? Yeah. Selena and Bianca turn up.
0: Well, he proposes to her first, doesn't
1: he? Oh yeah. Um, Selena sends, the waltz of spinning incredibly fast. <laughs> 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 but um, when the one she stops it, L- uh, Linda's nowhere to be seen because she's now Supergirl.
0: <laughs> She appears behind her, doesn't she? And, uh... Yeah, she tells Selina she doesn't scare easily. Um, so what does Selina do to scare her? What does she do? She transports Ethan to the bumping cars. Oh, she does. And drives them towards him. Yeah. Before creating multiple transparent versions of herself and circling Supergirl whilst waving her arms up in the air. It's just, yeah. They have a battle, a very brief battle. Well, the thing is, she she
1: does this thing where she multiplies herself <laughs> to stop Supergirl, who can fly. So Supergirl just flies over her. <laughs> Super, it was a good thing, you know. It's what the film needed more and more Faye Dunaway. Um, <laughs> but it was ultimately quite pointless to
0: do that to someone who can fly. Yeah, and, and Supergirl literally just throws a bunch of poles at her. Um, saves Ethan, and then Selena makes the poles bend with a spell and says, Now I am really upset. Christina, bring me the axe. (laughs) So she throws a rock with a spell and knocks Ethan out.
1: (laughs) No, not a rock. Is it not? A coconut. Is it a (laughs) (laughs) coconut? So Supergirl and Ethan land by a lake, and a coconut falls out of the sky... (laughs) hitting him on the head knocking him out <laughs> <And> <laughs> Selena sent a coconut land on his head <laughs> unfortunately for selena she can't magic Ethan to her so she reluctantly calls nigel <laughs> for his help they pretend nigel <laughs> i think put... the filmmakers pretend nigel is after selena romantically because <laughs> <laughs> when he appears bianca says the way to a woman's heart is to eliminate your rivals. And i was like, what? <laughs> that don't make any sense. Yeah, but at this point, they're just deceiving him anyway. They're the gate deceivers. Yeah, the gate deceivers. The the problem is they could not write a queer character
0: into this. No. Thing.
1: So the reason for him to help them
0: isn't because he wants to be Selena. It's because he wants to be with Selena. Yeah, he flicks a spider, uh, and that makes Ethan regain consciousness. Ethan's mind is blown when Supergirl reveals that she's Superman's cousin and has all of his powers, and of course they have that first kiss, which then helps him realize that Linda is Supergirl. Yes. Conveniently, the cave TV, um, the the hideout TV, isn't on at this point, so no, no, they miss no. out on this very important information. It. That's because
1: Nigel has brought the Burundi wand with him, <laughs> which he describes as the embodiment of evil. Now this Burundi wand, I don't. I'm assuming it's working together with the ball. Um. Because. It's now so powerful. It allows Selina to bring Ethan to her. Yeah. And he's chained in bed. <laughs> right, right before Supergirl and Ethan about to kiss again. Oh, is it about? Oh, so they've kissed. Yeah. He realises it's Supergirl. They go to kiss again. Yeah. And he's transported to the bed and chained up in uh, Selena's bed. Yeah. Um, Selena gives Nigel the kiss he's been waiting
0: for. But first she says, Nigel, you're wonderful. Pure genius. You deserve me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Selena gives Nigel the kiss the MPA... Thought he was waiting for. <laughs> um, but she turns on him and uh, makes him look like shit. Makes him look old. It just ages him, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So she sends him to the beach that makes people <laughs> look old, turn old. <laughs> um, then we cut to two characters that we haven't seen for a while. I forgot her name Lucy. Lucy, Lucy and Jimmy. And in the street where they were, where the pandemonium took place, a mountain has appeared. Oh, my God. That was a whole day ago. Why are they still there? Why are they still there? (laughs) Yeah. So, then mountain has now appeared. And no one one knows how or why. And it's got a castle on top. Um, Supergirl enters the castle. She's aware that this mountain exists. (laughs) um but she's quickly sent to the phantom zone using the burundi wand and and the ball now selena has now taken over the town and she's taken over the police force hasn't she (laughs) yeah and ethan is now her prince um, she arrests Jimmy and Lucy because they're protesting her. Well, she's driving around with... I don't know how long this
0: has been for them to get the signs ready to say, no, yeah. more Selena. The Tudor Castle's just gone up. Everyone's protesting it straight away. They already know it's her. Yeah. She's driving around with gay Nigel chained to the back of her car. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she's a princess of Earth. And... and now she has the man that she yeah. wanted. Good old Ethan. Meanwhile, um, now powerless... Supergirl wanders around the bleak landscape of the Phantom Zone. And eventually encounters Zoltar. Who is now obsessed with squirting. So even. He's excited himself to Phantom Zone as a punishment. Blah blah blah. Um, Zoltar helps Kara to escape. And sacrifices his life to do so. But before he does. He <laughs> says the exact lines of dialogue. Forget I mentioned it. Have a squirt instead. And. You sure you won't have a squirt once you get used to it I'm sure your thick is delicious yeah so let's give a little context <laughs> here
1: is he seems to be surviving on this I don't know what it is like he's just talking shit again The stuff that he keeps squirting yeah. into his mouth uh, apparently that's how he's been surviving in this desolate wasteland it it's it, it really is the worst scene of the film it's so boring <laughs> um Yeah, a random red vortex appears... It looks like a vagina. Yeah, it it appears at the castle, to Selena and Bianca's surprise. (laughs) Apparently it's something to do with the Phantom Zone. Our Zoltar is talking shit about facing destinies. (laughs) (laughs) And the Zoltar and Supergirl are crawling around this vortex. Apparently this is the way to get back (laughs) into into Twerf. I don't know selena selena conjures up some saltian fireballs Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's what she called them saltian fireballs and she's like they're they're like raining down on the vortex trying Mm -hmm. to obviously kill zoltar and supergirl Um, As we all expected, Zoltar sacrifices himself to save Supergirl. Yeah. Who emerges from the Phantom Zone to save the day. So we didn't really see... Considering this is our first look at the Phantom Zone, it was shit. And it wasn't our only look at the Phantom Zone. Yeah. It was shit. Um, Selina threatens Supergirl's friends. And she says... She dangles
0: them from the fucking ceiling, in ball
1: cages. So they're in cages, dangling from the ceiling. So it's Jimmy Olsen, Lucy... And Nigel. Now, Nigel ain't friends with Supergirl. <laughs> Nigel actually gets off scot-free in this film. Yeah. In the end.
0: So. Selena's box starts going crazy. It does. And Bianca tells her to hurt it up, but she says, No. What the box wants, the box gets. <laughs> Which is pretty much what the film's about. This whole
1: <laughs> Ethan thing. Uh... <laughs> So Supergirl freezes some spikes on the floor and saves the, saves her friends. Uh, they run off into a corner. Um, Selena unleashes a giant monster, that twists and stretches Supergirl with some awkwardly shite special <laughs> effects. So it's literally just like the. Um, what, what, how would you describe it? I don't. I don't even know. Just like. The
0: shot has just been of her. Stretched. It's just been stretched.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's it looks shit.
0: And whilst all this is going on, you're not going to mention the fact that Selena has now got this amazing dress on and she's got a she big is. wind machine she blowing is. her hair and dress for dramatic camera She's She is
1: the game. She does look good.
0: <laughs> Bianca looks
1: good as well. She's all dressed up in her fineries. Um, yes, yeah, so she's slaying the game. Um... The power of old man Zoltar telling her she can <laughs> <laughs> allow Supergirl to escape. So she's having this tough time. She's having a terrible time. And she's getting stretched and twisted and the end is nigh. But all, all it takes <laughs> for her to uh, summon up the strength to uh, get out of this sticky situation is... The voiceover of Zoltar telling mm-hmm. you can do it. Oh, I can, can't I? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I will now. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Oh, sorry. the power
0: of a man telling me I could do sorry, it. Sorry, I
1: didn't. I didn't know until uh, this old bastard told me I could. <laughs> uh, Nigel tells her, I, I, another old bastard telling her how to save the day. Nigel tells her that the only way to defeat Selina is to confront her with the shadow. Um, Supergirl does this by. Sp- Spinning like a tornado <laughs> around Selina. And, yeah, Bianca yeah. is vanquished into the mirror and Selina's vanquished into the mirror by
0: twirling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah? <laughs> is that is that what happened? Yeah, they're the soaked through the mirror portal, which promptly reforms and traps them all forever. So, yeah.
1: Which Nigel probably should have joined them as well. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't.
0: Um, Supergirl says her
1: goodbyes.
0: Yeah, even though uh, the spell's gone, Ethan admits his love for Linda. I know, yeah. Um, and Jimmy Which makes absolutely
1: no fucking sense
0: whatsoever. <laughs> he but. basically tells her he knows that she is Supergirl and uh, Jimmy and Lucy have a kiss. They do. Ethan understands Supergirl. Must save Argo City. A bit late now, really. Yeah. Uh, and that he may not see her ever again, and he'll explain to Lucy and Jimmy about Linda. What the fuck's he going to explain? I know, yeah. She died. <laughs> yeah, she died. She died. Kara returns the ball to a darkened Argos city, which then lights up again. And that's it. Yeah. That's that's, it, that's the film. That is Supergirl. What an absolute blast.
1: I was entertained, apart from the vortex part. I <laughs> was I was entertained throughout. It's yeah. got so much cap value. It's not a good film. No, but it's a riot to watch. It.
0: This is yeah. This is the exact type of thing we always wanted to discuss when uh, starting this podcast. Yeah. Films like this, films that really thought they were doing something, but they just they just they just want no <laughs> no.
1: But if you enjoy over the top fade away performances, check. Yep. If you enjoy a special kind of 80s queer coding, <laughs> check. If you enjoy Howard Jones, check. <laughs> if if you enjoy serious superhero films, do not watch. <laughs>
0: no.
1: Do not. It's, I mean, it's certainly better than Superman 3 and 4. <laughs> just, just for...
0: Uh, Entertainment value. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'd I'd if I was given a choice to watch rewatch those films or this, I, I'd absolutely choose this straight away. It's just so much fun.
1: Yes, it
0: is. So yes, go and watch Supergirl. It's recently got a Blu Ray <laughs> release in the UK.
1: Is go check reason? it out.
0: Yeah. So. Ah, uh, that is our Supergirl episode. We've had a, a lot of people talk to us about it on social media. We will read those out, comments out on Friday. Uh, for our original versus remake episode and the final episode of Shitty Superheroes Month, which will be the original versus remake threesome for Fantastic Four.
1: Yes. Yeah. I wish there was four films, and then you could make a joke a joke based around the not so
0: fantastic four. We could call it Fantastic Three. Um. So in the meantime, talk to us on social media: Horacle over from Facebook and Instagram, Horacle Trash on Twitter. I'm Dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker
1: 823 on Instagram,
0: Twitter, and um, Letterboxd. You're feeling generous. Give us a rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And like follow on everything else. And yes, so as I said, Friday, Original Versus Remake 3, some Fantastic Four. Next week, we are starting Summer Screams Month. And we are starting it in style with the I Know What You Did Last Summer Trilogy. Yes. Let's face it. It's the one you've all been waiting for since the Urban Legends episode. (laughs) People loved that episode, so hopefully this will be just as good. Hopefully. And for the rest of the month, we let you guys decide what we uh, discuss. So, thanks. Thanks for choosing House of the Dead. um, (laughs) And other various pieces of trash. Uh, But yes, so we will see you on Friday. Bye.